The Devil and the Deep Blue Sea, a Good Omens multivoice podfic, written by Way Water and read by Sky Asimaru and Chap. Chapter 7 Central Pike Flavissima Waking up next to you every morning. How did we get this far? It came without a warning. And in the night time you tell me your whole life. You and me get too real. But all I fear is alright. As late afternoon faded into early evening, more and more contented patrons made their exit through the gift shop and out of the aquarium stores. By the time the final hours of daily operations rolled around, Aziraphale and Crowley found they had the entire place nearly to themselves. Not ready for the day to end, they took as much time as possible in exploring all the remaining animals and habitats. But there were just two exhibits remaining now. After their grand adventure with the penguins, they trapped through the dim, dark freshwater exhibit. Aziraphale delighted in teaching Crowley all about the amazing archerfish and their ability to shoot a jet of water from their mouths to knock prey from the mangroves. Crowley seemed particularly fascinated by the eerily still albino alligators perched on their rocks just out of the surface of the water. You sure they're not just statues? He asked, leaning forward to investigate the reptiles more closely. Positive. Aziraphale smiled. Cold-blooded creatures have much slower metabolisms than we do, so these fellows need to spend a lot of time conserving their energy. Hmm, I'll get it, Crowley remarked, straightening her spine. <laughs> Are you cold-blooded yourself, dear? Eh, Crowley's cheeks weren't a little red. It's been suggested a time or two. Hmm. Coming back just a day later to visit your new crush at work doesn't seem very cold-blooded to me. Yeah, well, don't go telling everybody. Crowley grumbled, blushing deeper. Got a reputation to maintain. Aziraphale raised an eyebrow at that. <laughs> a reputation with whom, might I ask? Well, my fellow reptiles, for a start. Crowley gestured emphatically to the still motionless skaters. Aziraphale bent closer to the window himself now, whispering to the animals. He's quite gentle, you know. Positively kind and tender. No bite about him at all, I'm afraid. Oh, you won't bite, do you? Crowley practically growled. Because I can do bite, Aziraphale. It was Aziraphale's turn to blush. He stood back up and turned to face Crowley, who was now just about as red as his hair. Uh, sorry, 
Crowley hurried to get out. Sorry, that was... Fuck, that was weird, right? <clears throat> I don't know if you've noticed. Aziraphale could hardly bear to meet Crowley's gaze as he said it. But I rather like weird. Fair. Crowley breathed, looking more than a little relieved. Me too. I should hope so. These idiots. <laughs> Shall we see the altars? Aziraphale asked, still a little flushed. There are more otters? Aziraphale reached for Crowley's hand. Let me show you every wonderful thing. Let me pull that wonder out of your voice every day, every hour. I'll show you, Aziraphale said, pulling Crowley gently deeper into the exhibit. Sure enough, past the sigilets, past the piranha, there they were. Three of them curled up into a little ball of smooth brown fur, collectively rising and falling with the soft breath of snake. Fuck! Those are cute! Crowley tightened his grip on Aziraphale's hand, as though the new cuteness levels were just too much to bear. Asian small-clawed otters, Aziraphale said, always happy to share a new animal friend with his new human friend. They're the smallest of all the otter species. Oh, I want to pick one up something fierce. Aziraphale squeezed Crowley's hand back. <laughs> I'll see what I can do, dear. I like that. Like what? You call me dear. No one's ever called me that before. It's nice. He was bright red again, the confession burning him down to his toes. As the otters went on sleeping, Crowley tilted his face toward Aziraphale again. Do I get to kiss you yet? So soon. Aziraphale promised. Finally, they wandered hand in hand into the tropical exhibit. They paused to take in the shy little garden eels, the beautiful and intimidating-looking lionfish, and the supremely alien jellies. Not jellyfish, Aziraphale was eager to explain. They're not actually fish, you see. As they went around the corner past the jellies, Aziraphale brought a hand up to Crowley's shoulder to stop him. Uh, what is it? Are you ready? Aziraphale looked up at him with those ever-changing, worried river eyes. Crowley nodded. They turned the corner. Crowley actually gasped. Of all the wondrous, incredible things he'd seen so far today, Nothing quite compared to this. It was an explosion of every color Crowley had ever seen in his entire life, plus many he'd never yet encountered. There were fish of every shape and size swimming all across the vast window. At the sound of a wave crashing, Crowley looked up, only to be astonished by the presence of an actual wave.
Where are we? Crowley asked, hardly daring yet to stop closer to the habitat. This is a Pacific barrier reef, Aziraphale answered, his voice wobbling just a bit. There are over ninety different species of fish and coral just in this habitat. Do you know what they all are? Crowley's voice sounded terribly impressed. Aziraphale wiggled a little, pleased. <laughs> Perhaps not every species. <laughs> Go on, then. Crowley tucked them closer to the window. What's this one? Well, that's a pajama cardinal fish, my dear. And that one? That's a pallet surgeon fish. Okay, what about this one with the big nose? <laughs> that one's called a big nose unicorn fish. Crowley shoved him playfully. Cow, fuck off! That is not what it's actually called. It is! And the last bits of daylight seemed to stream down through the top of the pool above them, illuminating each and every color of this tropical rainbow before them. A little bright yellow fish swam by them. What about this one? Aziraphale sighed fondly. Oh, this one is a lemon peel angelfish. An angelfish. Aziraphale nodded, smiling happily as he looked at the window. The fading sunlight caught the white of his brilliant hair and made him seem to practically glow as he stood there. Crowley's heart caught in his throat as he looked at him. Aziraphale, this kind, gentle defender of all creatures, this excited narrator and guide of the natural world, this literal, actual, well, damn. An angelfish, Crowley said again, recognizing what time it was. Hmm. Aziraphale hummed, barely noticing as Crowley took a step behind him. Aziraphale gasped in surprise when he felt strong, trembling fingers ghost across his waist. Is this okay? came Crowley's voice, low and soft behind him. Oh, Aziraphale managed, putting down his embarrassment at the response. Perhaps sometimes things were just allowed to be awfully romantic, weren't they? Aziraphale brought his own shaking fingers down to curl around Crowley's, and they stood there a moment longer breathing together and staring at tropical fish. This has been one of the lovelier afternoons of my life, Aziraphale said, eyes still fixed on the fiddler ray that swam above them. And of mine, Crowley agreed, thumbs rubbing gently against Aziraphale's sides now. I quite hope we can do it again sometime. I know about topics besides fish, you know. Aziraphale. And Aziraphale could just feel the faintest warmth of Crowley's breath on his neck now, and he hoped his shivering wasn't too obvious. Aziraphale.
Crowley said again, like it was something marvellous to say. I hope you know, I don't expect this every time. You can just be Angel. Angel. But I want to impress you. Aziraphale whispered. Crowley turned him slowly, carefully in his arms, bringing one hand up to rest on the side of Aziraphale's face. Aziraphale sighed at the touch. Aziraphale, I'm already impressed. Please. Now. Now. Aziraphale thought his heart might beat out of his chest. Pardon the cliché, my dears, but I think sometimes we have them for a reason. Crowley tucked a wayward curl behind Aziraphale's ear, his eyes travelling all over Aziraphale's face. Finally, he leaned forward just enough and closed the space between them, pressing his lips softly to Aziraphale's own. At first, Aziraphale didn't know what to do with his hands. He stood there, frozen and overwhelmed and thrilled and kissed so very well. One of Crowley's hands was still at his waist, and the other had worked its way around the back of Aziraphale's neck, encouraging him closer. Aziraphale knew he was still shaking, still shivering. Crowley must have felt it, because he backed away slightly, hands still gentle on Aziraphale's body. What's wrong, Angel? I, I think I'm afraid I'll ruin it, my dear. Aziraphale admitted, unable to keep the truth to himself. Couldn't. Crowley shook his head. Here. Crowley took Aziraphale's hands in his. What do you want, Aziraphale? Please, to, to touch you. Crowley nodded and brought Aziraphale's hands up to his shoulders. Here? He asked before releasing them. Yes, Aziraphale said, fighting the all-out shudder threatening to cause through his body. Okay, Crowley said, taking his hands away and bringing them back to Aziraphale's waist as though they were about to begin a dance. Okay. Aziraphale agreed, already feeling steadier in Crowley's embrace. I don't want today to be over yet. Nor do I. Can I take you somewhere after this? Learn about you instead of about fish for a bit? I'd like that. Dessert? Maybe? Dessert, definitely. Aziraphale stood on his toes to bridge their slight height difference, tilting his forehead forward to rest against Crowley's. Attention, everyone! came the same loudspeaker voice from the night before. The aquarium will be closing in 15 minutes. Please make your way to the exit through the gift shop. 
Thank you. Fifteen minutes, eh? Crowley confirmed. Best make them count. Aziraphale placed a quick peck on the tip of Crowley's nose. And so, with the promise of more time before them, and the dappled light of water falling all around them, Aziraphale and Crowley held one another and kissed, until security finally wandered through the gallery to kick them out. It was impossible. It's just like a miracle. Say nothing's impossible now. Now that I found you. Now that I found you. To be concluded in chapter 8.